Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. What did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck yeah. Take it out, take it out. Now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. He had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Yeah, so I'm thinking about we should open the show this week with a segment where we talk about Fuck Bob. I agree. I agree. I, I honestly, I think it should start every fucking week, to be honest. Yeah. But by I the was way. actually, it's funny you said that because I was thinking we were just going to shit on Bob for the first 10 minutes anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, the really good thing about that is I've been recording. So we are. Oh, good. Are we good. seriously? Yeah. Good. All Hell right. Yeah. So this is episode, what, 95, Josh? Yeah. Episode 95. Not- 95 of you watch i listen is our third straight week of a quarantine episode um i am in apparently um, the audio sucks dude the audio shit yeah the audio shit dude like everyone's gonna complain about it quite the opposite uh my friend because everyone's in the same fucking boat as you watch listen because everyone is doing it like this unless you're fucking joe rogan so, so yeah, like you got like you got to have a legit studio. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you got to make mean, sure like- the other people have the heavy duty equipment. And honestly, I think everyone at this point is, is making concessions because you're like, you know what? We're still getting our entertainment. We could deal with the sound quality because not like everyone is driving and listening to it anymore. Let alone even doing it on fucking headphones. They're probably just putting it on their fucking soundbar or well, the Bluetooth speaker or something. Well, a lot of people are still driving. Believe it or not, it's, oh. a lot of people are still fucking out because apparently yeah. they, but probably they didn't get the essential sticker so they're mad yeah. about it so they're like I, fuck you I'm gonna go out and do my thing shut up I saw the, fuck I you, saw the vi- I saw the video of when the, the, the Navy ship arrived in New York City and then all these fucking cocksuckers in the city going to take pictures and video of it arriving just like hoarding around each other what like uh, like it's it's a fucking I'm sorry yeah it's pretty cool but like it's a boat like we've like, seen I'm, boats I'm, we've seen I've them seen before boats. But like, but like, listen. It's a very cool boat, sure. but it's a fucking boat. Now, now, before we get sidetracked, let's let's get back to the you know to the the thing at hand. Which, oh, Bob, uh, Bob fucking sucks. Bob so, does suck. 
What's your um, favorite re- thing? Let me ask you what your favorite thing about Bob is, Taylor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, think jo- that about, Josh, think that about Josh, covers what, it. Josh, uh, what's your favorite thing about Bob? Probably his gross fucking toe. <laughs> my, the cancer my, toe. My favorite thing about Bob is when he fucking naps twice in one day when he didn't do anything all day. <laughs> I love that. No, okay. So, so the reason why we're even shitting on Bob to begin with is because, like, obviously we've been doing these quarantine episodes over Skype, and the audio has been very good. I'm, I'm actually been I've, I've been very surprised at how good the audio is. Coming Josh, has, Josh has done it. Josh has done a stellar job. Phenomenal for the first Josh. time and ever. Li- and listen, yeah. and, here, and here's the first the truth. time he's done a stellar <laughs> job ever. We, we we make it a point to. St- to tell Josh how bad of a job he's doing, so for us to praise him, <laughs> yeah. I think that's doing something fairly well. But so Bob has to put his shitty two cents in and say, "Oh no, the audio sounds like shit." Now this is the same guy that won't watch anything in 720p. He hated the lighthouse, but he loved it because it was an SD. It's the shit. Fuck you, dude. And then yeah. I, I, I remember I said to him, I was like, "Yo, all right, if you have a better, if you have a better idea." Come up with one or do it. Execute it. Show me what you got. And, and I believe his, his answer up. his answer was excuses. Nothing but excuses. I got nothing but excuses, and I ain't hearing no solutions, dog. Yeah. Stepping. And and I I will say also that uh, Bob's opinion should be null and void because he shit on taxi driver. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did, did I miss that part in the group chat? He really shit on Taxi Driver? Yeah, he said there was, uh, when we were in the Instagram chat, he was shitting on it. When we were like yeah. FaceTiming each other, he was shitting on it. Oh, yeah. I must have. I must have. I must be playing Animal Crossing during that. Part yeah, his, his, I don't remember his, that at all. His, his words were, um, "I like good movies." Taxi Driver was boring. <laughs> Okay, I could see how people say it's boring, but just know that you're wrong. Yeah, it's like you could say it's boring, but you have to understand that that probably means that you're a simp. Yeah, oh, dude, simp. Can we can we yeah. talk about simp, please? How funny that word is. Yeah, oh well, I mean, God. Bob Bob is pushing into simp territory along with someone else we know. <laughs> well, the, uh, the other person we know is not, has not uh, pushed in. He's been in. No, he he is the origin. Of simp. He's he was he's pushed out of simp. Zero simp. Yeah, he, he was pushed, pushed out. out of simp. He was pushed out of simp. He'll be buried a simp. And Bob is quickly heading to that same simp grave. Here lies so and so, aka Mr. Simp, a- aka Simp, DB Simp, <laughs> aka aka your simp. Oh man, so yeah, Bob. You know you're, you're complaining about the sound quality. You're still listening. No one else has complained. Um, I, I can tell you from looking at our numbers, a lot of shows have seen, uh, and just in general, podcasting. Your numbers have gone down. Ours have actually gone up slightly. By literally last week's episode had about 27 more listeners than we do on average. So uh, maybe people like the sound quality because maybe we sound like shit in HD. Like yeah. here's the thing. You know, porno looks better in standard def because the pussy you can't see how busted it is. Maybe we suck so bad that we sound better like this. It's a it's a clear possibility, but I mean, I'm no one not, wants. I'm not. Listen, HD porn was one of the worst things that could happen to porn because now you could see every fucking genital war and blemish on a cunt. Sure. 
<laughs> so guys, uh, again, this is episode 94, you watch, I listen. Uh, it is April 1st, April fool's day. Uh, I haven't seen many April fool's pranks today. Um, so I, hold on. So, so one happened at work today and it was, it was innocent and it was great. So let me explain. Okay. Um, I, um, so I'm on the oil truck today and I got, uh, and I had, uh, you know, I had some guy riding shotgun with me cause I needed help. And, um, and he FaceTimes his kid. So he's, he's a middle FaceTime his kid. His kid's like maybe fifth, sixth grade. And he's like, dad, 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 we just got an email from the teacher that, uh, uh we all have to repeat the sixth grade because of the C virus. <laughs> I saw that article going around today. Yeah. So, but, uh, and then dude, this guy lost it for a solid five minutes. And here's the thing. I, because of everything that's going on, I, and April fool's day is so irrelevant to me. I haven't even, I didn't even put two and two together. So, and then next thing he's freaking out. What do you mean? I got to call your mother and shit. And next thing I know, he just comes around and goes, April fools. I had to pull over. Cause it was such and a, it was, like, it was such a genuine night, like funny little, like the fact that he got his dad. I dude, I lost my shit I, I for like, like five you, minutes. I like that you called it the C virus because that's what I used to call my ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she was a C. Um, but no, I mean it's that. That's a really good one. I mean, I think like a good like that's a a uh, a fun April Fool's prank. All it's things it's considered, har it's harmless, dude. That's Comple why it's great. completely harmless. It's all in good fun. It's a good way to get the kids on their toes while they're, uh, they're, you know, they're sitting at home. I know that, uh, just from my experience and teachers in my life, the way that the schools are trying to adjust to this, like they're giving kids like breathing days in on their actual school days, because no one really knows what they're doing with this teaching from home stuff. Uh, so it's, it's really, really weird to see what's happening. And just to, all these different uh, all these different lines of work that are being affected, and more to be affected as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we, we all we all have friends that are teachers, and I, you know, I have a couple other friends that are teachers. I dated a sure. teacher, and one thing I can't tell you is that, uh, you know, it's 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 a very hard adjustment, you know, from just across the board against everyone who has been who yeah. is a teacher. It's just sure. it's a it's a weird adjustment, and I mean, I, I'm looking at it from you know like my friends who are teachers' point of view. And it's so interesting hearing their point of view saying that, you know, a lot of seniors lost their prom, their senior trip. They, they lost their entire senior year or like if they were in the sports, they lost everything. It's just a, an aspect I never thought of before. And it, it's still amazing. And in the middle of all this, teachers are still thinking about their kids. So, yeah. And uh, give them a fucking raise, please. Is that that hard? Please get, get let teachers get paid better. Don't fight them on their fucking benefits. Uh, another thing I think that should be discussed is that. Everyone that's working at supermarkets through this, it's working at Walmart. Those people, they deserve all the praise and they deserve fucking hazard pay. Hazard pay, they're, hazard they're, pay, a thousand percent. Seriously, they're getting treated like dirt and they're in the line, they're in the fucking line of fire more than most people. And, you know, we're especially, you know, I, I feel um, grateful for the people that aren't in the States like we are that are deeply affected by this and will continue to be affected. I mean, I think everyone now, I don't know about you guys. I know at least two people that lost family members to the virus now. Um, and I, I just saw that one of the founding members of fountains of Wayne died today from the virus. Um, That's, yeah, I, I just found out the last couple of days. I have a very close family friend who's infected. Pretty, it's pretty fucked yeah. up. I know the, two people that I, I know two people that lost family members and, uh, I'm tired to hear people leveraging arguments like, well, you know, they had underlying conditions. Oh, they were older. Oh, they were overweight. It's a human life. Like it's, it's pretty disgusting how people are leveraging this for their political beliefs. Yeah. It sucks. I, I, I would hope, 
I, my my one true hope with all this is that people put the political bullshit aside and just realize that, like uh, like the the party that's going to ensue once this is all done and uh, said and done and like how people should really treat each other you know because everyone is stuck inside and the, the normal shit we take for granted like as far as like it sounds silly but like seeing you guys or you know doing yeah it's shit things you take for granted sucks. things you things you take for granted man. you know it's, um it's it's as simple as just like hey what are you doing on a Friday night when no one's doing anything and then you guys you, you know you hang out or Saturday night or you fucking go to the movies you go to a concert and just these simple things you take for granted yeah the other thing too so again I, I was on the road you know I, I the first time in my life I've been essential personnel which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah uh, maybe the last <laughs> nah but but, but it, I mean it has been incredibly stressful just because and I, I, we sure. I mentioned it earlier the amount of people that are still out it's fucked up um like I, I went to Wawa today. Like I, I was just, I needed like something to drink and I needed a pack of cigarettes or some shit. And I walk in there, there's maybe about 30 people in that Wawa Ugh. and no, and no, there's no social distancing. No one's giving a fuck. So I just went outside and I waited till, till the place cleared out. Once it cleared out, I go in, I get my shit. And then there's a guy in line behind me. Like literally within a foot behind me. And that's pretty close normally. So I turn around and I go, dude, can you back it up? He goes, why? I go, what the oh fuck you God. mean? Why? I go, dude, yeah. do you not watch the fucking news? He's like, do you know what's going on? I had something similar at Shopware yesterday. I was I was grocery shopping and it was, the store was way emptier than it had been in recent visits. And the way they had set up ShopRite is that in the um the, the lines where the registers are, they'd put up tape, they put tape on the floor six feet apart. So if you're next in line, you go there and then six feet back there and then the lines are going into the aisles. So I'm taking my stuff off and putting it on the conveyor belt. And then this uh, this couple that ha- they're wearing masks, they're wearing gloves, they come up right behind me. And I was like, hey, do you guys want to back up? And they're like, oh, we're next in line. And I was like, the tape is there. And then thankfully an employee came up and was like, the tape is there to keep six feet apart. So these assholes knew enough to put on masks and gloves, which I am not doing yet, by the way. Um, but they still came up right on my ass. It- and people are so fucking gross. Like I'm watching people when they're in the produce aisle, picking up every single fucking thing to look at it. Like, come on, dude. Like I've taken up when I go want to pick something up, I put my hand in the fucking bag and then grab it and then pull it inside out. I do that normally, even before there yeah. was a fucking pandemic. But the, so is he even add another layer onto that fucking guy behind me? So I get my shit. And as I'm ringing out, this guy's got like a fucking double big gulp. You never seen someone happy or successful with a double big gulp. And this <laughs> fucking true. guy and he and he reaches behind the counter. Oh, oh dude, I got the reference. Like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's a deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> he, and, and he reaches behind. He reaches behind the counter to get napkins and the and the, like the, the cashier behind me is this young chick. She's maybe about 17, 18 years old, turns around and goes to me, goes, yeah, it's there. So you don't touch it. And he goes, but I need a napkin. And he goes and, he, and she goes, I don't need coronavirus. Get your stinky ass the fuck out of here and kick them out. They said, take the soda and leave. Take the fucking soda and leave. Like it's 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 staggering how much people still don't give a fuck i don't get it yeah well why don't we um jump into our stuff like we do normally um and then we'll talk some more depressing world places and things happening um i don't want to do a long read for bet dsi because i think it feel like it's disingenuous with no sports going on um i i think you know we're trying to plug something that you know people can't bet right now and the other thing is you're asking people to put money into things that they don't they may not have the money to do right now but in the off chance that you do have some money to bet 
on you could find some fucking weird sport happening in fucking Bangladesh probably that yeah, you could I'm bet telling on. You, so I, I've been trying to bet on the marble races. Mar <laughs> they call it, they call it Marbula One. And, okay. Uh, I've I've lost uh, about one hundred fifty dollars too <laughs> on marble racing. Marble, I don't want. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And uh, doesn't yeah, matter. I lost. Yeah, it's fine. No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's already gone. It's over with. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Uh, that fucking piece of shit blue marble came in second three times. Bullshit. Oh, well, whatever that is, if you want to bet on it, you can bet at BetDSI. BetDSI has been paying for win winners for 20 years. They're the top rated on betting review sites. They give you a chance to use the knowledge you don't have on marble racing uh, <laughs> on their extremely user-friendly interface and mobile site. It's pretty simple, guys. You play, you win, and you get paid. You can bet on any sport that's happening right now. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on esports. Literally everything. Um, go to BetDSI.com. Make your deposit and you will get a 100% bonus match using promo code YWIL more than double your money to start winning immediately. If you haven't heard, Taylor plays himself with sports he's never heard of um, and he recommends it to everyone to add some extra excitement. So go to BetDSI.com, use promo code YWIL get the limited one limited time 100% bonus offer and a free $2500 $25 wager not $2500 $25 wager to test the waters imagine uh, so Jesus. it's only a game until you bet it at bet dsi um and if you're thinking about advertising call lobo sound if you need a website call lobo sound and that's because lobo sounds world renowned commercial production and website construction in english spanish and polish have made lobo sound a fixture in the chicago radio and digital advertising communities but lobo sound isn't limited to just chicago <sighs> alaska Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or visit them at www.lobosound.com. I mentioned you watch, I listen, and get a 10% discount. So call them at 630-244-9704 or visit them at lobosound.com. That's another thing to say fuck Bob to, that he was complaining that I was doing all the ad as if this isn't just easier right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm done talking about Bob. I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, we're just done talking to Bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bob sucks. Go take a nap, I'd dickhead. I'd have to agree. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Taylor, uh, you want to go first? Yeah. So you gave me The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss and a bunch of other people I've never heard of before. Yeah. Uh, some of them look familiar. I know that the... Uh, the guy that ends up being the boyfriend, he was the he was the brother on Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I don't think I. Uh, well, I got through maybe half of the first episode and I before just, you yeah, were no. too scared. Okay, go yeah. on. No thanks. <laughs> uh, this movie is very interesting. Um, I definitely don't love it, but I don't hate it. I have I have my gripes with it, and like the main thing, I the main issues I have with it is that once the movie ends, which by the way, the ending sequence is very well done, yeah. but once the movie ends, there's still a couple open-ended questions. I know it's all secondary to the main story, which is Adrian and Cecilia, but sure. there's a couple things that are left unsaid. So, uh, essentially what the overall plot of this is is that Cecilia is dating this tech guru named Adrian. He's about 31, something like that. And he's a very controlling, manip uh, manipulative person. And then that just turns... So she leaves him in the middle of the night and then he tries to exact revenge on her. Yes. Um, you're led to believe the entire movie that the Invisible Man is Adrian, when in fact there is a big switch. Um, 
Josh, do you mind if I spoil it? I mean, I don't care. I'm going to spoil it anyway. But yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, so the main Josh, Josh it, is going to watch Endgame before he watches Invisible Man. True. <laughs> <laughs> so the the main twist of the movie is instead of it being Adrian, who everyone thought was really you know causing all these horrific things to happen in uh, Cecilia's life, it was really Adrian's brother who was also just as manipulative, but just played the dummy. The played the dummy, I guess, for yeah, the sake of he being played controlling. A, well, the, I think the part that um, is important to mention is that Adrian was supposedly dead. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so he fakes his death, and then so that turns into uh, Cecilia coming into a trust where he gets, uh, she gets a hundred thousand dollars every month, and one, uh, yeah, hundred thousand dollars every month for the next four or five years. So it's it's a, essentially like a five million dollar payout over four yeah, or five correct. years. Um, so she uses, so she's staying with like a family friend of hers. It's a black guy and her and his daughter who yes. is very heartwarming. And in times of real tension, you know, he really helps bring like, like the, especially in the beginning, they help bring some sort of levity and they kind of alleviate the stress. Um, specifically when like she buys him a ladder for painting and just be like, just silly. Little she's things. showing her, she's showing her gratitude for their emotional support, giving her a house to stay in through all this to hide her more or less. Of course. And the other yeah. thing, too, is that, you know, she takes some of that money. She takes 10 G's a year and puts it into his daughter's college fund because she wants to go to Parsons, which is like yes. a, a cosmetology or like a, some sort of like fashion school. Correct. Um, so she's she's a very likable character, Cecile, Elizabeth Moss's character. Yeah. Very. And then all these horrific events happen. That is, uh, that's, you know, really the brainchild of it's Adrian's a, brother. There, there's and, a really good, like slow build tension. I feel like, like even when she's laying in bed with the girl and, and it's a really cool little Easter egg to the original one where she sees the silhouette of the coat hanger that looks like the OG invisible man that was like in the Abbott and Costello ones. I thought that was like a really cool feature. And then like things like the bed sheet getting pulled off her while she's sleeping, just a good right. tension build. Yeah. The bed sheet. And then when she finds, Adrian's phone in the attic and there's pictures oh, of Oh, that both. scene, that scene the landlord had to get up out of the theater because it was giving her such bad anxiety. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, again, it's um, it's not so much a horror movie. It's got some horror elements, but suspense. it's more a suspense movie to me, which is why I enjoyed it more. Yeah, if it was thriller. a straight horror film, I wouldn't like it nearly as much. Sure. Um, but to give an honest grading, I do give it a six. There are parts that is a little clunky, but the over, but the the way it comes like full circle at the end with um, Cecile coming back and you finding out that you know uh, Adrian's brother faked his death, and then they found him fucking tied up. Yeah, shut, shut up, Lily. And uh, I heard the cat meow. And no, uh, I'm in, dude. I'm in the garage. It wasn't my cat. I heard someone meow. Who was that? Was that one of Josh? Josh's cats? Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, um, but the other cool. So when so then she, uh, you know, Cecile goes to see him, and she walks off camera, and then it looks like Adrian kills himself. Yeah. So now here's the here's just me being skeptical going with a fine tooth comb. So how does the trust work now that he's died a second time? Um, does she still get the money and does she does it still go towards what's her name's college fund? These are very minute things in the grand scheme of things, but this is just, yeah, sure. these are these are just questions that I just have I, I would like answers to. Um, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll tell you the one scene that got me. There was only one scene that really like I was like oh shit when it happened was. Um, when she was in the restaurant with her sister and the way her sister went out, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, that you actually see, you me... see the knife come up and you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. 
that literally it. made me go, oh shit. Um, I, yeah. I agree with you. I think a six out of 10, I might, I need to watch it again. I might need to edge it to seven, but I think a six is fair. It was a really pleasant surprise for a classic horror story that has not been done extremely well in a long, long time uh, to bring back an old monster and make it um, adaptable today. I like that. It wasn't like the serum that made him invisible. It was the suit. I thought that was a really cool idea as well. It was very humanizing instead yes. of it being like a supernatural type of and thing. It was a good, a good, uh, it, the whole thing is supposed to be about an abusive relationship. And I thought it quantified that extremely well. And if, even for me, not being a huge fan of Elizabeth Moss, she was fantastic in the movie. Yeah, she was very good. Um, the, uh, the only, uh, like the, like the scene that got me was, and like, it kind of like freaked me out a little bit is when like, at, so after, after like she fake kills her sister or like, sure. you know, she's framed for killing her sister, she's put into the mental ward. And as yeah. strapping her down, she's staring at the walls like, I see you, motherfucker. I see. Yeah, you. yeah, dude. And it's like that's some that's like some really, really good shit. Well, so the fact that um, she had to she had to make a great villain out of nothing being there, which yeah. is, you know, incredibly impressive. So I, I agree with you. I think a six to seven, six and a half maybe might be my actual grade on it. But yeah. I was very entertained by the films. So it leans more towards a seven because I watched it twice. So when, yeah. when you watch the movie the second time, there's a couple little things you pick up on. And the one thing I picked up on more was more noticeable. Now, the second time is obviously the knife being the overall yeah. like subject, the murder weapon. Yeah. Like when she leaves them in the beginning, she takes a knife um, when she's making breakfast in the morning. You see like when they leave yeah, and the, the, fi the fire, the fire starts, you see the knife just accidentally fall off for no fucking reason. That's um, a great point. So there, there, there's a lot of little things. So the movie's done very well. So it leans more towards a seven. I think if I'm going to my inner Dave Portnoy says six is a rookie score. So I'm going to do it at 6.7. I'll do that. All right. That's fair. All right, cool. All right. So Taylor, you gave me an album from a band I never heard of. I think it's their only album when I was reading into it or even when I saw an Apple music. I think it's like their second album or something. Okay. They're a relatively new band. Thing. Okay, so uh, the band is called Vane. Uh, the album's called Arizona. It came out in 2018. Um, I did my a little bit of research into them. This album was very well very, very well received in the music community, especially in the hardcore and even in the punk community. Um, I really, really like this album. Uh, there's a couple of things I really enjoyed about it. Um, the, the way every song bleeds into one, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, how long is this first song? And I was on like track four, which I thought was pretty cool because there was just a slight change. It almost felt like a breakdown into the next song, but it was hard to tell without actually looking at it. Um, so the way the album starts out with Virus uh, slash Vibrance, that song is a fucking banger to start an album. It's angry. It's intense. The music is fucking great. The music specifically on this album is fucking phenomenal. Um, I the, mus give, the musicianship is on a whole nother level oh, as far as hardcore music is concerned. No, it's ridiculous. Um, no song got less than a three on this on my scoring here, and there was only two threes. The rest were fours and fives. Um, so Virus Vibrance got a five. Uh, the next one was one of my threes, Old Data and a Dead Machine. I did like the song. It just didn't stand out uh, the same way the rest of them did. Um, I really, really liked Rebirth Protocol. I gave that a four. Um, the next two were my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Broken Glass Complexion was a five. And specifically, Anesthesia, five. Do you want to know what that song reminded me the most of, Taylor? What did it, what did it uh, remind you of? It reminded me of Tattered and Torn by Slepknot on their self-titled album. The wow, way you're really, that's, that's a fucking deep cut there, pal. That, Jesus. That, the, the way the whole uh, build of the song is, the structure of it, the pace of the song, I was like, holy shit, this is Tattered and Torn, which might be my like one of my two favorite songs on that original Slipknot album. 
So those are my two favorite songs, Broken Glass Complexion and Anesthesia. Um, every song is really quick. The whole album is. It's an 11-track album. It's only 28 minutes long, and it just fucking goes. It's nonstop. It's at 100 miles per hour from start to finish. And if you're doing a sound like this, I think that can be very, very important, especially if it's like your first break onto the scene. You need to set the tone. Um, yeah, I definitely agree um, because, you know, and that's and that you said it too, it was well-received in the punk community. Again, that goes back to our conversation with Whole Wheat Bread, Kiss, Keep It Simple, Stupid. They yeah, did that yeah. while also incorporating hardcore dynamics into it. I do want to ask, um, when you graded all the songs, uh, my favorite song on the album is Doom Tech. What did you rate that song? I gave Doom Tech a four. I did like Doom Tech a lot. So um, Doom Tech is amazing, and the, the big driving force behind Vane is their drummer, Matt Wood. Yes, I was actually I have that written down here on that song specifically. The drumming on Doom Tech is he's, absurd. He's widely regarded as the best drummer in hardcore and one of the best drummers in in all of like underground music at the moment. That's how good that fucking yeah, guy is. Yeah, well the the drumming specifically from track to track is what's really set in the pace of every song and that's every band but more so on these guys because the guitar changes up the bass changes up at speed and he makes the most subtle change to his drumming that sets everything they're going to do. And it, it's it, the energy on this album is like next level. I'm listening to it and I'm like, I got to see these guys live. Cause it sounds like they fucking rage. Yeah. If you ever have the opportunity, I, I, I mentioned it last week, hate six, six, uh, hate five, six on uh, YouTube. He just okay. films a lot of live shows and the big breakout for these guys. What I said it last week was when they performed at this is hardcore Philly 2019 just last year. That's like the breakout performance and how these guys really broke on the scene. It wasn't this album. It was that performance. And the whole 35, 40 minute set is on YouTube. So I, I, I highly recommend you check that. Shit yeah, out. I'm going to check that out. But um, going on from anesthesia, I gave Demise Automation a four, Doom Tech a four, United a three, End uh, Eternal four, Arizona five, and Quitting Infinity a four. From start to finish, this album was really fun to listen to. I'm sitting there, I'm like fucking coding at my desk uh, at home, and I'm just fucking banging my head the whole time. Uh, even through my headphones, the landlord's like, that's too fucking loud. And I was like, shut up, uh, because I'm enjoying it. Uh, when she, she was out today i have it on the fucking speaker i'm blasting it cats fucking hated it which tells me it's really good sound wise so i'm gonna give Vane arizona a solid four and a half out of five um i really really like this album for anyone that's fan of hardcore fan of punk fan of metal whatever if you like heavy shit this is one that if you have not heard it you gotta listen to it because it's got everything you want trust me i completely agree and also just back to that uh, what you said about the landlord telling you to shut up it's too loud you should yeah. hit her with the uh, what's from airheads there's an old saying milo if it's too loud <laughs> you're too old yes i i agree with that i granted i when i listen to things it's much louder like even like i don't even think about it sometimes i'm watching a movie at night and i have it fucking blasted and if she wakes up she's like why is that so loud and i said because i didn't care dude, if you were sleeping dude I, I i'm telling you dude i have to fucking blast it because my fucking landlord's dog <laughs> shut the fuck up these my landlord's dogs don't shut the fuck up dude i'm so fucking tired of it dude holy yeah, shit that's annoying um okay so why don't we uh because we a couple times we've gone off track before we gave our picks for this week uh, now, Taylor, I, wa I wanted to give you four choices as far as a movie without telling you the movie title because Ooh, i think i'm interested i think with this strange isolation especially on the weekends when you know your time is basically to yourself you want to do it something that you could look forward to you know what i mean so i agree i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you four choices here i'm gonna i one of my choices is a 
one of the OG horror comedies of the 80s, a legitimately funny movie, okay? One of them is a, I want to say, a drama thriller from the 90s. Uh, and the other two are two recent A24 movies, one of which is a drama, one of which is a suspense thriller kind of horror um, that's post-apocalyptic. Okay. So I want you of those four to pick. Oh, God. So you gave me 80s, 90s, and then A24. Yeah, so 80, 80s horror comedy, more comedy than horror, 90s okay. drama thriller. Uh, and two A24 films, one of which is a drama and one of which is a post-apocalyptic thriller slash horror. Ooh, that post-apocalyptic thriller sounds pretty nice, but I'm going to have to go with the 90s, the 90s okay. movie. 90s. And I hope you haven't seen this, but I was talking about it in the, uh, the Instagram chat yesterday. Um, it's starring Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Um, I just rewatched this yesterday for the first time in years. And while it is a little dated in its nineties, which I don't mind, it is such a cool story. It is so over the top, uh, at times it's called the devil's advocate. Uh, again, it's Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves and uh, a young Charlize Theron as well. I must uh, be honest with you. I might have seen it. I really don't. From what you guys were talking about in the group chat, I really don't remember much of it, but I'm okay. It's Pacino. I'm more than likely seen it. Okay, so the whole premise of this movie is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is this young, up and coming, hotshot lawyer down in uh, down south. I don't remember where down south. I think Florida, like in the uh, Tallahassee. Uh, he hasn't okay. lost a single case. He's a criminal defense attorney. He hasn't lost a case in his career, and he gets a job offer from New York City from this major law firm um, that is headed by Al Pacino. So he decides to take the job. He gets his huge pay increase. Uh, he's got to be. De- he's defending a triple murder. And then all these weird things start happening. His wife, played by Charlize Theron, starts kind of unraveling. She starts seeing things. And then the twists and turns of the movie come. And obviously with the title of the movie, you can get an idea of where it's going. But they take a very deliberate route to get there to finally show its full hand. Um, My only big knock on this movie, and I can't even call it a knock because it's what I expect from Keanu, is that he can't do accents to save his life. (laughs) His southern accent is terrible. Like if you go back and watch Bram Stoker's Dracula, he tried doing like an old British accent. It was terrible, but it's Keanu. He's fucking awesome. Um, th- this movie, it, it's very intense at times. It, it's kind of trippy at times. And the, the way it gets to its destination is some wild, wild shit. There'll be other actors you recognize throughout it, but it's, it, it's a very disturbing movie at times. Uh, it was probably ahead of its time. Like this is a movie I could see a 24 taking on now and probably building upon. But at the time it was, it, it got good reviews, but it's actually gained like a big cult following since then uh and now people tend to look at it as like a modern like 90s classic um and it's pacino it's over the top pacino which is my favorite type of al pacino just when he's yelling all the time um so my pick for you this week is the devil's advocate all right, cool. And like when you say trippy, not like Bill and Ted trippy, like Wild Stallions trippy. No, no, not like that. Like it's just very strange visuals. Um, there's just okay. very odd things happening throughout the movie that you kind of can't wrap your head around until you get to the near the end of the film. Okay, I'm pretty stoked on that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my album pick this week is by a band I grew up absolutely hating. Could okay. not fucking stand them. Is it trapped? Um, no. 
It would have been weird if you so, hated them then and you love trap now. That would make you look very bad, Taylor. Yes, it would. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they only called me a fat fuck on Facebook like four fucking years ago. Uh, that was great. But um, yeah, so like I absolutely I, I couldn't stand this band because this was like the height of the emo scene in like 2005, 2006 when their first album came out. OK, Um, the the band is called Chiodos. Oh, C-H-I-O-D-O-S. I'm sure you remember them. Um, and they oh, hell came yeah. out. And they came out with an so they went on hiatus around 2010. Craig Owens took off and went to go form Drugs, um, not well probably do drugs, but he also formed the band Drugs. Uh, and then they went on hiatus for about four years until they came back in 2014 with the album Devil. Um, now the funny thing is they haven't released an album since. This is almost six years ago. This came out. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but. Chiodos came became a bit of a supergroup at one point. You know, you had Craig Owens on vocals, you had Matt Good playing guitar. The other yeah. guitar was the other guitar was Tom Eric, who was the uh, was a guitar player and the vocalist for the Fall of Troy, playing lead guitar. And you also had the bassist from RX Bandit. So they were a, a supergroup for this album. Um, this album is fantastic. I absolutely adore this record. I love the album art on it specifically, is what drew me in initially. But when I saw Chiodos, I'm like, ah, the fucking band. I thought they weren't a thing anymore but then i just sat back and i listened and i said you know what i should really give it a chance and i did and i'm so thankful i did um i want to highlight two songs um this one song is called old fish lips is dead now and the other one is why the monsters matter uh those are Hell two yeah. stand- i love those the monsters are- those i don't think it's anything to do with the monsters i think they're, they're <laughs> still in like 2006 2007 where like you would name your song titles and then it would have nothing to do with the content of your lyrics like i know fall Out boy was notorious for that um, sure. but th- this is just an album that was absolutely i i don't understand why it grabbed me as hard as it did and why it still stuck around it was one of the first albums i bought on vinyl um i actually went to go see them years ago with uh bless the fall they were co-headlining um but chios isn't a band anymore once again which is okay and this is the last album they put out devil um it's the only album by them i actually really really like everything else i think is total dog shit and i just i just not much i can really say about it i mean the fucking album's great i just craig owens is a bit on since you already have an idea Chiodos, craig owens is a bit on the um higher octave side he doesn't have a yeah, higher yeah. pitched voice but and i understand what you mean and i'm just you know helping you out here it it's not a whiny sound sure, mm-hmm. sure. no so, i've heard enough chiotos and the stuff that i i have a bunch of chiotos on my playlist and i actually think i have a few songs off this album on there i've never heard the whole album start to finish but i know i have at least one or two songs off this album on there yeah the album the album the stands alone is probably the greatest album of their entire career um a lot of people will argue a bunch of other records that no one gives a shit about anymore because they're terrible well, but uh, people do yeah. but yeah the album is devil by the band chiotos very cool. All right. So, guys, um, interesting week in general. So, obviously, more weird happenings in the world. Why don't we start with what you guys have been watching over this last week? Maybe we give some people in their quarantine ideas of things to watch. Josh, you want to go first? You take yeah, that? Josh. You, uh, you know, I'm not watching anything new. Uh, I'm watching something for, for the sake of relevance. I have gone back to the beginning, season one, episode one of The Walking Dead, and I have um, – I've picked up on a lot of things 
that I didn't pick up on as the show um, has gone through its now 10-year arc. Um, Isn't that crazy? It's been on for fucking 10 years. Yeah. Totally. I can't believe that, dude. I remember when the when the fucking thing debuted. I was like just like fresh, like the end of my yeah, year in high school. That's crazy. You know, there's a lot of things that differ, you know, for me as a book reader and also as a, as a watcher of the show, uh, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that they kind of pick and choose and how they're going to use it from the books. And I kind of really have an appreciation for, especially in the early seasons, how they did that. Because um, the, 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 the show has been no stranger to controversy, controversial scenes, uh, things that you wouldn't typically see in television, like when Carol had a murdered uh, a 10-year-old girl. Um, yeah, look at the flowers, Lizzie. And uh, one of those things so is I'm brutal. now in the I'm now in the thick of the Woodbury arc. Um, okay. And the governor on the show was a lot more of a conflicted, interesting character than the governor in the book. The governor of the book is just a vile, disgusting. Yeah, he was way, way more vile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's one of the things I'm doing. And then in another uh, 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 bit of something that's old, I've been playing the new remastered Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I um, saw they it's only only they, they only dropped this story mode. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but they, they really did. Um, you know, it's it's not like just a new coat of paint. They did a lot of new animations. It looks really good. Um, That's cool. And uh, they kept it's one of the best one thing FPSs was, of all time. Dude. The one I thing that I always that. wondered awesome. about, you know, because they they remaster Call of Duty games from time to time. And yeah, this has a this has one of the most controversial missions in any Call of Duty story called No Russian. Yes, uh, I remember that. The uh, that is the air, through the airport. Airport, right? yeah, yep. yeah. And they did That's not wild. They did not change any of it. Good. I, I was wondering Good. how it would, <laughs> I was wondering how it would hold up now after you know uh, mass shootings have become such a thing in the last uh, you know now twelve yeah, years. Yeah, we, since we, this we game only average out. like ten mass shootings a year. <laughs> and the fact <laughs> that they kept this portion of the game in and they didn't alter it I think uh, kind of speaks a lot to artistic integrity um, and some people will argue against that because oh you know it's it's you know propagating mass shootings and things like and that. Nothing proper. Listen we the, the most mass shooting I ever done in a video game is going with the minigun in Vice City to the fucking club and that was like the Pulse nightclub shooting. I, if I was in Vice City right now that's the first thing I'd do. And to be fair who hasn't done that in Vice yeah, City? Come on. The whole point of Grand Theft Auto is just mass shootings and kill running over pedestrians. Yeah, it was it was literally like you weren't playing the story when you played with friends GTA 3 Vice City <laughs> when you would have to get together with your boys. You would take turns on sticks and it would be who could survive a, a five or six star. Yeah, who could get who could get five could stars and who could who could last the longest. That's what yeah. GTA that's what GTA hangouts were. You made a multiplayer game out of a single player game. So Josh, Dude, it was one of your, the fucking best. You've been entertaining yourself with the walking dead and the call of duty remaster. How about you, Taylor? Uh, still playing animal crossing. Still loving yeah, it. People uh, are loving that shit, man. I'm glad that there's a fucking like a, a completely mindless game that people can play and like seem to bond over as well. Even if it's not my thing, it's cool to see that all these people come together with that. And it's not fucking Pokemon go. Yeah, I know. Well, still Pokemon Go. No, I know. I'm, I'm a, I was just. A I know. Yeah, I know. You're saying my but favorite. That, so uh, <laughs> no. So we're doing that. So I think it was. What's today? Wednesday. So it was like, <laughs> I I talked about Animal Crossing last week, and then I mentioned it to Ralph over the weekend. He texted me. I think it was on Monday afternoon. He goes caves and bought Animal Crossing. What do I do? I said I don't know either. I'm still trying to figure it out. Dude, that cocksucker. He's doing like 80 hour work weeks right now, and in between playing Animal Crossing and getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, we. we <laughs> 
know that. So I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing like a mug. Um, I'm actually excited because there was a leak from Nintendo, which I don't know how true. I it saw is, that. True, I saw great. that. That's they're fucking re- awesome. That would make me re- get a Switch. Yeah, they're gonna remaster uh, Nint- uh, Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, which are yeah. the three best Mario games outside of the original like NES games. Dude, um, if that's hell true, yeah. that's huge. Dude, um, I'm like about I'm about that shit because uh, obviously Super Mario 64 was a fucking game changer and then super mario galaxy on the wii was fucking incredible yeah even though super for me super mario galaxy 2 was the better of the two but still they're both amazing games um but so yeah i like that i'm super stoked on but uh i'm sure we'll talk about it i haven't seen episode three yet but i'm doing it as soon as we hang up here uh the plot against america is probably my favorite show on didn't i tell you didn't i tell you you'd love that shit taylor i'm glad you listened to me i knew you'd love that it made me laugh so hard when the, in this in, when he goes uh, he walks in and he asks to score the game. There's the, the Yankees versus the Tigers in like the 40s or something. He goes, yeah, seven nah, one Tigers. But Hank Greenberg got an RBI di- uh, got an RBI double. So uh, you know, score one for the Hebrews. And I just yeah, lost dude. my shit, dude. Uh, yeah, it's and funny. The way- it's heavy. It's fucking. It, the story is amazing. The alternate reality is such an interesting. The acting take is on great. It. John Turturro is fucking awesome. Winona Ryder is, is so hateable because he she's so complicit. Them, I fucking hate both of them so much. See, dude. Why, Winona Ryder's great because she's so complicit in her ignorance to what's happening around her. Yeah, like she seems like a very much like a spoiled brat, and then she meets the fucking rabbi. Yeah, John Turturro, dude. When he's oh, I don't even want to say nothing because I know I want Josh to watch this. Yeah, Josh will love. I mean, because it's Christ. here's the thing. It's I, I think both Josh and Justin might just wait for it to end because it's only six episodes. It's all it's going to be this short series, which is the way this kind of story sh- could should go because it could get very very overdone if you extend it. So um, is, is 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 it a mini series or is yeah? It it's, like- a, it's a it's a mini series. Like if you look at each episode, it's says it says uh part one part two part three it's based on a book i'm sure if it is successful enough they will find a way to build upon it kind of like man in the high castle right um but the way they ended episode two where it's just you see Lindbergh beats fdr and then they show you the preview for next week when it's Lindbergh shaking hands with hitler it's really fucking cool i'm really really enjoying the show yeah, it's 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 some wild shit, and it's the, the acting is absolutely amazing. The thing I like about it the most is because it takes place in our backyard in Newark in the forties. Yeah, dude, it's so Jersey. Like, it's it's really cool to yeah. see. Like there was this uh, in episode three. This isn't a spoiler, but they go down to DC and they're like confused where to go, and a cop pulls up and sees the place. Like, hey, Jersey, where are you going? And I'm like, nowadays if they see Jersey, they avoid us. Yeah, they avoid, <laughs> or, or they avoid either they avoid you like the plague, or they pull you over and say, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, exactly. But um, so I've been. Watching Watching Plot Against America. I've been continuing with Better Call Saul, um, which is continuing to just blow everything out of the water. Uh, I literally, just before we got in here, I finished season three of Ozark, which there, there's a character that comes into season three of Ozark that is one of the best acting performances I've seen on television in recent memory. Um, it, it was a brand new character. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the thing I could say about Ozark compared to other shows is, you know, some shows when you think about like Breaking Bad, Sopranos, uh, other uh, shows of that ilk that they got better with each season, like they built upon it. Like, oh, season one's good. Season two is better. Season three is when it becomes the best. Ozark has maintained a consistency from season one to season three that not many shows can do from start to finish short of maybe The Wire. 
Um, and it, it's the fact that Jason Bateman is so involved with the creation of this show to think about where he started doing fucking Teen Wolf 2. He was the star of Teen Wolf 2 to Arrested Development and all-time comedy to doing these like, you know, pretty funny movies like Horrible Bosses to a supporting role in a movie like Hancock. And now he's this incredible director and writer from The Outsider and now this, which is going to continue to win awards like it did this past Emmy season. Um, I, I can't stress enough just how good Ozark season three was. I, I was absolutely floored by it. I think I'm going to wait on Ozark. I watched the first season. I liked what I saw, but I feel like that's one like if I dig my teeth into it, I'm not going to want to stop. No, so dude, you can't. I, like I, we, Landlord and I were like, let's do two episodes a day so we have something to watch. And then we started it Saturday and we did like six episodes Episodes. I'm like, all right, we got to fucking chill out here because yeah. like, there's so much coming up and yeah. there's not going to be a lot to watch after. I mean, I have a million things I can make her watch. She doesn't have shit she can make me watch. Yeah, no, not at all. It's, Unless it's so, movie Sparks. Yeah. I mean, there's there's other shows that she <laughs> may try to make me watch. But beyond that, um, it, it's going to be mostly me suggesting things. And there's not like there's other there's not new shows starting up anytime soon that I know of. Um, everything's kind of, I mean, even the walking dead season finale is postponed cause they weren't done with post-production. So like I saw the trailer for this during breaking bad and it says, um, the last episodes before a break, before the season finale, <laughs> like, so we don't even know how long of a break it'll be before the season finale. It could be fucking September, October to come back for one episode. That that would be that would be kind of ridiculous. I mean, you would have to do it. I mean, what are you gonna do? But yeah, I mean, at the same time, like it's just because it, what happens, you get a lot of people. No offense, kind of, but you get a lot of people like Quaz, you know, who are like, if they just forget about it after a while, it's like, eh, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? They go I'm back done with and, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, so that's why. One, yeah, yeah. Like for me, that's why I want to wait. Like if I have more than three, if I have more than three seasons to go on, then I, then I'm good. You know what I mean? Then I'll just let it fucking, then I'll, you know, I'll end up yeah. binging it at some point. Uh, and the other one I think we're all watching is Westworld, which um, I, I I was very outspoken about episode two, but episode three this past week was sensational. Uh, as good an episode as they've had, I thought it was great. Uh, I Again, I think they need to focus in on the stuff outside of where Maeve is and the park. I think the park has totally run its course. Uh, I don't disagree. I mean, just so I watched episode well, two. I haven't seen three yet, but episode two, I, I again, just me being skeptical. Uh, but yes, it, it's it's it falls short of the mark. I'm going to watch. Yeah. I got a lot of shit I got to watch. And those two things I'm going to watch tonight. But yeah, Josh, what were you going to say? Uh, well, Maeve's not in the park. That was the whole point of the second episode. Is that? Well, the, yeah, yeah. But it's, the... it's of course, of course. But it, it it's it's like an illusion. You think you're in the park for most of the episode. Yeah. And it's the themes. It's the tropes of the park that I think are played out more than the park itself. Yeah. Um, we, we get that whole idea. I think everyone is just, I think the whole thing with, with Dolores and Jesse Pinkman is really, really intriguing. And especially the way they did it in episode three, I was absolutely, I was, I was hooked from start to finish in episode three. I still think so, it's a robot. I think everyone's a fucking robot. It's going to be a fucking lost ending. The whole thing's a fucking simulation. <laughs> It's going to be nuts. And I can't, it's that, so funny. How typecasted is that fucking guy? And yeah, Jesse at this point. And Dolores. And you know what's so funny is because I remember him being in a movie and it was probably, I think it, it came out when Breaking Bad was on a, uh, the writer's strike, like in between season one and two. He was in the remake of The Last House on the Left, which is a, a, one of the best horror remakes of all time. And he was great he, uh, in it. 
Yeah, no, but, see, he was also uh, he was also the he was the bad guy in that really stupid rock Kevin Hart movie Central Intelligence. Oh yeah, I. And he's I in Need for Speed. Only, well, yeah, he wasn't Need was for just, Speed. Yeah, I I didn't see Need for Speed or Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence <laughs> is funny because The Rock is a fucking goofball in that. That's the only reason well, why the I Rock, watched it. it. The Rock is great. The Rock went on like Facebook li- or Instagram Live the other day, and I was bored, so I just trolled with questions for like twenty minutes. I was like, "Hey, Rock, would you describe your movies as fast or furious?" <laughs> Like just stupid fucking questions, um, uh, uh, guys. I just a funny thing just popped up on my Facebook, and I want you to answer this for me, okay? Okay. So it says you can only pick three of these to eat for an entire year for free, okay? Hmm. So I'm going to tell you the ones that we're going to say that no one's going to say is one of their choices. I don't think any of us want uh, Quiznos free for a year. No, nope. never. Right? Um, no one wants um, uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. I, you got to hear the other offers. I, know I would think about Chipotle. it. Okay, Olive Garden, no one wants for a year no, free. No. Um, no one wants Subway free for a year. No. Um, a fair, fair. <laughs> I'm saying of this group here. I don't know what rallies is, so I'm going to cross rallies off. Uh, uh, sure. Rallies I, is like checkers. Uh, like okay. Parties is to Carl's Jr. what rallies is to checkers. Okay, because the Hardy's is on here too, but I don't think any of us have had it enough. I think we're going to cross off Buffalo Wild Wings, Applebee's, and Starbucks as well. Oh, uh, okay. wait. Hold on. Hold on. Stop it. Well, what, wait, why don't you Starbucks. just give us the whole list? Why don't you just give us the whole okay. list and let us decide? Okay. okay, so ready? Wendy's, Taco Bell, Hardy's, Subway. McDonald's, Moe's, Quiznos, Red Lobster, KFC, Olive Garden, Jimmy John's, Chili's, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, In-N-Out, Chipotle, Applebee's, Burger King, Outback, Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's, Rallies, Five Guys. Give me one right off the top of your head each year. Arby's. Starbucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with Taco Bell as my one of mine. So you got Starbucks, Arby's, Taco Bell. Josh, give me your second. McDonald's. McDonald's. Taylor, your second. In and out. In and out. Uh, I'm gonna take Arby's as my second. Um, and Josh, give me your third. Chipotle. Uh, Taylor. Wendy's. Wendy's. My third is gonna be. I'm gonna go unconventional here. I'm gonna go. Chili's because of the diversity of the menu. It actually is a very good menu. It's so it's actually not bad. Chili's at is all. great. Chili's is awesome now. Chili's is um, not bad at all. Yeah. I, if if I could get a year free of the Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster alone, I'm in. Yeah, that's that that's the game changer. <laughs> but for like, yeah. like for me, like the like I go Starbucks because I I'm such a whore for Starbucks at times. I like, remember I, used to be a used to be a Starbucks hater. I used to I couldn't stand it, and then like let's. I used to hate mustard and honey mustard. Now I love those things. I used to yeah. hate fucking Starbucks coffee. Wait, 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 wait. So you're in for mustard now? Oh, yeah. All yeah, right, 100%. All right, all right. If you're in for mustard, how does that change your opinion of Whataburger, which your opinion for Whataburger has always been false? Oh, it still stinks. Oh, Whataburger is really good. Whataburger is really good. I would, pre- I would prefer In and Out, but Whataburger is really good. And there are plenty of uh, truthers that would tell you Whataburger is better than In and Out. I do not agree, but there is a large segment of those people. The, there, there's actually a bigger segment of a uh, bigger section of Whataburger is great as a, and then. The, the bigger section is actually In and Out is overrated, which I think is fucking sacrilegious. I think that In and Out's fries are dog shit, but the burgers are fucking sensational. I think 
that okay yes. so so i have an opinion on on that now obviously i love in and out uh you know i make an annual trip to las vegas and i always get in and out when i'm there um but i also feel like if i lived on the west coast and i had the access to in and out i would probably go to mcdonald's more than in and out because i feel like i would get sick of it See, and I, I, the reason I didn't put McDonald's on my list is because growing up in West Melford, where the only fast food place we had was McDonald's, I still love McDonald's. It will be my last choice in most cases to get. There's certain things at McDonald's I absolutely love, but I know the menu like the fucking back of my hand. I like the diversity of things, and I feel like the other places that both Arby's is, is always a top choice for me because they always have new menu items. Uh, McDonald's gets a little lazy with their menu items, like the big chains do, like Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's do. They try things, and it always ends up going back to Baconator, Big Mac, Whopper. Yeah, like how long did they have yeah, the uh, – what was, the, what was the, uh, the bigger Big Mac called? The Grand Mac. The Grand Mac. How long did the that Grand shit Mac. last? Okay, so I went and got a Grand Mac the day they came out, and uh, I ate about half of it, and 20 minutes later, I had terrible diarrhea. (laughs) Uh, So here's the thing. They just released three new sizes of the Big Mac again, but now it's more sensible because the Grand Mac was just a very, very wide Big Mac. It was, like, absurd what it was like. You couldn't fucking eat the thing. So now they release, like, um, almost like a junior Baconator, like a a junior uh, Big Mac. They have the regular Big Mac, and then they have a Big Mac that is, I think it's four patties as opposed to too, which is more sensible than just getting a really fucking wide Big Mac. Yeah, because at that point, four patties on a Big Mac is essentially just a double quarter pounder with cheese with an extra piece of bread. Correct. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I, I like that. Uh, the only ones that we had crossover with here were uh, were to- uh, were Arby's for me and Josh. Right. There were no other crossovers. Yeah, I think that was it. No, no, there, no, there weren't. Okay, that's cool though. And here's the thing: outside of a few of those, I'd fucking eat a year free at any of them besides the ones that we mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like you're uh, gonna well, tell me if someone tells me a year free at Taco Bell, or any of us saying no? No, I'm gonna eat steak quesadillas <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah, dude. Yo, but like, come on. But, uh, Why did they keep hard... the quesadilla but get rid of the quesalupa? Give me the quesalupa keep... back. People... Quesalupa sucks, dude. Fuck I you, dude. Know. No, it did not. <laughs> yes, okay. it did. It was not that great. You know what sucked? The fried chicken taco. That was a piece of shit. That yeah, sucked. that sucked. That let was me awful. be a, let me be a third party arbitrator on the quesalupa quesarito argument, because okay. um, I I I, lo- I get a quesarito every time my Taco Bell order, no matter what. The ta- quesarito is a constant. I have to get every time. I liked the quesalupa. I did not love the quesalupa. If I had to choose between keeping the quesarito or the quesalupa, the quesarito was superior. Who doesn't want a quesadilla? Who doesn't want a burrito wrapped in a quesadilla? Who doesn't want well, that, man? Who doesn't want a, is- a chalupa fucking stuffed with cheese? Well, here, here's, no. here's, Stop here's it. the thing. Uh, there, there's a few constants on my Taco Bell order always. And one is the quesarito and uh, one is a chalupa and one is a quesadilla. So I'm kind of a contradiction here. But <laughs> uh, the, the features, uh, the thing I love about a chalupa was not accentuated in the quesalupa the way I would want it to be. I love a chalupa. I didn't. I feel like it was more quesadilla than it was uh, chalupa. So I, and for that reason, I have to favor the quesarito because the quesarito sauce is, is fantastic as well. Okay, so you say it's a staple in your order. What's your normal average order? Let's okay. say you go, you're going normally, and then let's get your 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 underobia order. Okay, so my regular order, 
is two beef chalupa supremes, uh, a cheesy like gordita it. crunch, okay, uh, two two beef quesaritos, and beef. And yes, I don't love the steak at Taco Bell. I don't love it. Um, I will eat a steak quesarito. Like, I, okay, I won't say I don't love it. I, I like it. I don't love it. Um, and then the third one is the chicken quesadilla. I always get one because that's one of the few items that is as good reheated as opposed to the rest of Taco Bell, which reheated is not great. You, uh, you that, that that one's easy, man. You you eat that on the car ride home. Yeah, exactly. Um, now as far as my under obia order, it's those things always. Um, I love the smothered burrito. It's just the one of the few Taco Bell items that can't be eaten by hand. It requires a fork and knife. No, that's um, that's not that's not true at all. It's if you try hard and believe in yourself. You well, no, no. See, no, it's not with your hands. You take the bowl that it's in, and you just kind of like like you're drinking a bowl of cereal. You do it like that. <laughs> like you're drinking the milk after a far, uh, bowl of frosted flakes. Yeah. Um, the other things I, I would get, um, I, I always want, I almost always want a soft taco. I will get a crunch wrap supreme. Oh, and I always have to get Cinnabon bites as well. Yeah. Always, always. get Cinnabon bites. They're the best. Yeah. Uh, what about, what is, what is your, your like steady, basic run of the mill? Like I'm going to Taco Bell. I'm not starving, but I know I'm going to be hungry. Taco Bell order. Taylor. So, uh, normally it's uh, two quesaritos and uh, two bean burritos. Okay, good um, choices. That's, that's normal. If I'm really going for it, um, I throw about about a half done, a uh, half done, a, a half dozen of uh, cheesy gordita crunches. Yo. Yeah, the cheesy gordita. <laughs> well, I'm not eating them all at once. Oh, okay, so it'd take okay. me like an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Okay. Um, the other, the other thing I like adding on to an under obia order is the simple, basic, eighty cent cheese roll up. Dude, how, like, how can you go wrong with bread and melted cheese? No, you can't. Um, now, Josh, what is your your basic Taco Bell order? All right, my basic Taco Bell order is just consists of four four pieces. So you have, I get one soft taco, uh, beef supreme. Um, I get one cheesy gordita crunch. Okay, fair. Like it. I get one chalupa. Okay. And one cheesy potato griller. Because they don't have oh, cheesy yeah. potato really burrito really good. anymore. But the griller is not just as nice. It's just potato and cheese, but you really can't go wrong. It's a little burrito. Potato and yeah. cheese. Perfect. They, they, they used they used to have Chipotle chicken griller ones. Those were the fucking best, too. I love those. Uh, dude, have you had the, the, the nacho fries at Taco Bell are pretty good, too. They're they're not bad, man. They're re- I'm very surprised. They're really good. I mean, we sound like disgusting fat bodies, and I might oh, actually fine. take a drive down to Taco Bell tomorrow. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm highly contemplating hit like just driving 20 minutes out of my way to get Taco Bell tomorrow. You know, not something else. Someone actually, else just, I can DoorDash Taco Bell, boys. Yeah, Let's why go. Wouldn't, why wouldn't Woo. you do it right? Why wouldn't you do it right now, Taylor? Because because I already I already had a I actually had a pretty nice dinner tonight. Okay, I but what about what about se- what about second dinner? <laughs> I, I I don't do second dinner anymore. I'm an adult now. <laughs> just second breakfast. I do second, third, and and eleven Z's. All right, eleven. That's what I do. <laughs> um, okay, so I just thought of something that we I don't know if Josh has watched this yet, but I know you and I have been watching it. Taylor is the dark side of the ring. It's fantastic. I outside of the Chris Benoit stuff, I haven't seen anything season two wise. But I okay, you know. Uh, so I watched last night the New Jack episode. Oh boy! Oh, I was <laughs> wondering why New Jack was trending on Twitter. I I couldn't. Yeah, really I was out. wondering. I didn't get it. Yo, it's literally called the Life and Crimes of New Jack. And Yo, he, but like, I need to ask: Does he? Do they go? In, at all into the story of how did he beat the shit out of transit so bad? Yo, the mass transit kid. 
the mass transit incident is a huge part of it. That's the, like it's that's a, the craziest shit at, ever. At an indie show, he didn't like how got, how rough a guy was working with him, and he started stabbing him. He had a knife in his pocket. Oh my God. Like I'm not Yo. even kidding. It's, so and New Jack, New Jack is in the episode. He's interviewed on it, and he's like, "Yeah, with mass transit." I was uh, I did a bunch of coke beforehand, like like dead serious. It is fucking wild. I Me mean, we knew all this New stuff. Jack at an indie show once. Yes, I remember New Jack's new uh, ninjas. Them. Yeah, ninjas. ninjas. I said them. That's worse than ninjas. <laughs> That's a lot <laughs> worse. <laughs> Um, no, it was. It's not sure, Cody, dude. Jesus um, Christ, that one was as entertaining as the Benoit episode was brutally depressing. Like brutally depressing. Yeah. Did, so, Josh, did you see anything about Benoit? Did you have you watched that yet at all, or no? No, I gotta. You know what? I got surprised. I gotta really. break out of my. I hate everything. Vice. Um, my no, the Vice wrestling with this, series. You have to. Here's the thing: Vice's Vice sucks, but their documentary series are usually fucking great. They do a great job with their document. Like Vice, the Vice series on HBO is some of the most compelling documentary television you could ever see. But the Dark Side of the Ring, the Benoit stuff, the first episode literally had me uh, tearing up when they were going into all the Eddie Guerrero stuff. That was really, really hard. Yeah, that was that was rough. I'm going to I'm just going to say one part of it, I, Josh. So there's one part where Vicky's talking to the camera they're, and they're talking about Eddie's drug addiction or whatever. And they said that he OD'd three times and Vicky called the cops two out of the three times. On the third time, he was ODing on the couch. She looks at him. She leaves him there and takes the kids to school and says, God, if you're going to Take them, take them now. That is some dark, dark shit, yeah. man. Yeah. That Just is like, she wild. Couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't deal with it anymore. That was wild. And then when when Benoit finds out about Eddie's death, like just found out that like they found him in a hotel room, just face down dead. Uh, Chavo or someone, I can't remember, but Chavo says that he calls him and lets him know. Chavo says, calls Chris. Chavo yeah, calls Chris. Chavo calls Chris and. When he tells him he doesn't say anything, he says, Chris Benoit just let out this wail that chills your bones. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because, yeah, man. you know, like, like they do the acting behind it, which it's not actually them. So, which is, yeah, pretty it's cool. just like, it's like hazy. Like you don't ever see faces, but the guy they used to play Benoit, like very similar bill, the same thing with Eddie. Uh, both of them were professional wrestlers as well. And I had the landlord watches cause she's big on true crime stuff. And she's, everyone is kind of familiar with the Chris Benoit's story at this point. Yeah. Um, and she was floored by the, the two part, two parter. She was blown away by it, flew by for, her. um, she, she thought Chris Jericho was cute. So now I'm not cool. With Chris Jericho anymore. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Y2J bruh. Yeah, no, it was just, it was, it was very, you know, cause we, we lived through that happening. I still remember, I don't know if this was the same for you, Josh, but when uh, Eddie died, I was I was still watching wrestling, but I wasn't watching it as intensely. And I went to put on Raw that night, and this was before social media was like a regular thing. I didn't know that he was dead at that point until I put on Raw that night. Yeah. And I just remember like being real. I mean, I was older at the time. I We were, it was what, 2004 he died? Yeah, uh, something like that. 2004. So we were, you know, 14, 15 years old. And I think you were still in that transition age where professional, I remember being, it was much younger, but I was devastated when Owen Hart died. These were like real life superheroes that you saw as like invincible, even though they were all dying at like a record pace. Um, it was just, it was really weird. And obviously 
the Chris Benoit stuff. And it's almost alluded to that Vince knew before the Benoit tribute show that it was a murder suicide, but how could they know for sure? None of us did. We all thought it was like carbon monoxide poisoning when it first happened. Yeah, it was really wild shit. I remember that being like national news. And the other thing I want to mention too about this Vice series, you know, the landlord's not a wrestling fan, but and she really, she really enjoyed to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, she Um, she thought it was great. uh, I uh, like for a second. Go ahead. Uh, I implore everyone who, if you're not even a wrestling fan, just to watch this series. It's so well done, and they tell the story so well. You don't really have to be a wrestling fan. No, and, not they, at and all. they and they give enough insight into the business where it's easy for you to understand what they're talking about. So it's easy. Yeah. It's, it's like it's taking care of so many different demographics. You get idiots and really smart people, hardcore fans, casual fans, learning about this shit. And it's it's unfortunately it's majority of true stories for a lot of professional wrestlers. Is just yeah. Yeah. is usually an, an, an untimely demise or a terrible drug habit. Well, do, do you know what the next episode is going to be this coming week? No, what's it, this it's episode? The Dark Side of the Ring, Brawl for All. No, they're not doing a brawl for all Dark Side of the Ring, really? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell That's yeah. wild, man. <laughs> dude, Stop. the series is great. I know you said you also watched the one about the Von Erichs, which was very depressing as well. I, I, I watched all season oh. one, so I saw yeah. everything. I, uh, the Montreal screw job to me is still so weird because I was too young to really know. You know, I was. Yeah, dude, like, I, no, watched that that pay- I watched that pay-per-view live. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I didn't. I uh, my, my, my parents were weird. I wasn't allowed to watch pro wrestling until I was like nine or something shit yeah but i, I was still, brought up on you know, pro wrestling yeah i still i still snuck it out but uh yeah like the, the montreal screwjob stuff is great uh you are right bruiser brody is really really sad story here that one was talk like that that one was tough that was really yeah. tough yeah, bruiser uh, brody was so ahead of his time yeah the um the, the footage of him swinging the chain and all the fucking like the, the, oh, like, the people running away from him, dude. Hilarious. Shit. Dude, it was crazy. Uh, but, um, and by the way, I, that's what Abdul the Butcher looks like now. Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, so going on to other things, uh, we were supposed to have a guest on the show today. Um, we want to send him all the best because it sounds like he's got a, a personal matter going on. Um, the, the real John Jones, not John Bones Jones, who's been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons again. Um, there is a guy on Twitter for the last few years has been getting pestered incessantly by MMA fans because his name is also John Jones and his Twitter account is at John Jones. Um, he is a, <laughs> he is a, a normal guy. He is a, an SEO coder like myself that lives in Brooklyn. Uh, obviously New York city is the hardest hit place in America from the COVID-19 right now. Um, uh, up until about an hour before we started, he was planning on calling in. Uh, he said he got hit with some personal news that uh, he's having a hard time with. So uh, me, Taylor, Josh want to send John all the best. Uh, he does plan on talking to us next week. So we want to take this moment to just say best of luck to him. And uh, the reason we're going to talk to him is because John jo- John Bones Jones was in the news again this past week um, for another DUI for firing a gun. Uh, um, very uh, I, I don't even know what to say with John anymore because it's it's past the point where I can even like make jokes about it anymore. Like, at what point do the people around him, up to and including Dana White and the UFC, get him the the proper help without it being a slap on the wrist? I, I see. Here's the here's the part that sucks, and this is why John keeps getting a pass because I, I do have people outside of the MMA community asking me because Bones is the mo- outside of McGregor. He's the most polarizing figure for all the wrong reasons. He's the biggest. Again. He's the biggest star outside of Conor McGregor. Exactly. So I got a lot of people again that don't really know too much, but they know they know Bones, and they're like, "Dude, what's this guy's problem?" 
what it really I think it is, I think it's a mental illness. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I would I don't want actually I want to rephrase that. I don't want to go as far as say mental illness, but he's it's part it's, of it. It's part of the equation. Yeah, but some people just have like like Mike Tyson was just wild. That's what makes that's what made him great in the ring. And I think the one thing with John has always thrived on is being unpredictable. Now he, the worst part of like in the ring, like you don't know where he's coming from in the cage during a fight. And I think that is bled into his real life you know he's a superman in the octagon and he thinks he's superman outside still yeah you know, well, think having, did, did having you, his kid will put the fear of god in him a little bit you know did you watch any of the uh, the arrest video or the or um when he was um booked or anything did you watch any of that i didn't watch any video i, okay, I did so, i did read a lot about it so like in the arrest video he was talking about to the cops how he was going stir crazy inside and that goes into the idea of this guy being you know this wild man who probably struggles with some form of mental illness clearly some form of addiction on top of probably just being a fucking asshole too um i think we can well along say that right now he's a fucking asshole like mike tyson was a fucking asshole at one point in his career yeah. um, and in his life but um you know someone like him being cooped up inside and i remember when you, you and i were talking about it after it happened and i agreed with you the UFC should strip him, but I knew that he wasn't going to. And did you see what his sentencing was? He pled guilty and he got sentenced. What did he get sentenced to? I missed that part. I okay. just fucking so crazy at work. He he got a, a supervised supervised probation for one year, which means that if he has another offense, that whatever his punishment was for this crime would be tacked on to the next crime, um, as well as 96 hours in a community custom uh, custody program, which is a form of incarceration, but not in a traditional jail cell, similar to house arrest. So he got put on house arrest during a national quarantine. Yeah, you really teach him a fucking lesson there. Like and that's, I think that's the biggest problem here. I mean, listen, accountability is the number one thing. You're accountable for your own actions, and John is only going to get himself into more trouble by John's decisions. But the UFC has been completely silent on this one. The only time they've ever stepped in with his outside of the ring behavior was when he did a hit and run on a, a pregnant woman. You know what I mean? Which it, I which I think for a PR move, he can't be silent. No, for that. exactly. But with this, like, how is the UFC? You know, they're they're on ESPN. They got a multi-billion dollar organization. They want to be looked at as the NFL, MLB, NBA, whatever. How do they not have a proper rehab program that they could force their fighters under contract into if they have violations of this sort? So I, I, I see the complaints that you have, and they're all very valid complaints. My only thing is that it's going to take time because pro professional uh, and mixed martial arts is still a relatively new thing in the grand scheme of things. Sure. So, I mean, it only took until about maybe, what, five, six years ago uh, until the NFL really started taking concussions seriously. Sure, so sure. I, I, I think there's a... There, I'm, now I'm not, you know, giving uh, or making excuses for WME, no, you, ESPN. You're making a you're making you're making a valid point. Of what the UFC's argument could be against doing it. I don't think exactly. I don't think it's a real argument, but it's their argument. Yeah, I mean, it's the only one you really can make. But I, I still believe that there is a bit of a learning curve. But I'm saying for something like this, like again, it's it's, it's endangering people's lives. It's not his. If for, I mean, he, he fired a gun. Like part of me is wondering. I made a joke about this because. <laughs> He hasn't finished the fight in years. I was like, what if he was trying to shoot himself in the head, but unlike like most of his opponents, he couldn't finish him off? Like, what if he was trying to commit suicide? I yeah. don't know with this guy. I really don't. Like, yeah, it's I, a genuine I, I don't, concern. I, 
it, it's weird. It's weird where his life is at because he is still so on top of the world, and people still genuinely love this guy. Um, it's, it's see, here's here's my thing with Bones, and I know you'll agree with me to an extent. Um, outside of being the greatest of all time, he's really not that entertaining, and it makes me mad that someone like Nick Diaz, and even though Nate is was elevated by Connor, but the Diaz brothers get. From my outside of hardcore fans, from my casual fans, people hate these guys, and yeah. they're some of the funniest, coolest dudes. They're, they're, they're just shocked that that's who they are, they're and that's, but that's why I love they're, them. They're, they're you know real. what? Dude, every time, every time, by. dude, I was saying every time Nick and fucking Nate would actually slap someone in the octagon. Oh, the Stockton slap! Hell it's yeah. the best fucking shit. I do when he slapped Connor and he pointed at him. How do you not just love that guy? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This like, is and and coming from my point of view is. So Someone that was as big a, if not one of the biggest John Jones fans there were, where I was drinking with the guy the night he beat Shogun for the title. I was fucking hanging out with him, and to make I defended him for a long time, and then after the 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 second steroid test, I'm like, no, I'm done with this dude. Like he's still an incredible fighter to watch. He's the most sing, the single most talented and smartest mixed martial artist I've ever seen fight. And while he may not be finishing opponents, he is so cerebral in the way he fights. But he is so phony outside the cage by doing this how could he actually like act like this pretty boy that i made mistakes it's god's will without i just want him to come out and say like you know what i got a fucking serious problem and it's going to be a struggle for me through my whole career i would be able to deal with that if he just said you know what this is not the last time something like this is going to happen like and i also think i i do think there's an extent where you know it's so funny like retrospective history when you think about John Jones now and his behaviors and how people vilify him for it. But we love Mike Tyson from back then for doing far worse things, far worse things. Right. But I think, the, again, you have to look at it from where they are in their careers. You know, Mike Tyson has truly redeemed himself. He's become a genuine. Sure, like, sure. I don't, think, I, of society. I don't think you could redeem some of those things, though. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can look back, back on it and say. Uh, like what I do is I say Mike Tyson was mentally ill. He was a mess after uh, Customato died. He didn't know where to go. But I don't think that makes. Oh, let's listen to Josh's conversation. It's far more interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm gonna. This is. Let's see, Bob, you can complain about Josh. Yeah, Josh. Right now, yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh is long. Josh, Bob, you win again. You win again. The audio no. complaints today are Josh, not Josh's audio setup, but just Josh. Move your <laughs> goddamn <laughs> mic, stupid. <laughs> Boy, I'm saying so. When you think about how people like defend Mike Tyson now, or they they ignore it more so, or they make it like a almost like, oh my God, Josh. So <laughs> he's yelling. We were pushed back from. Hold on, I'm gonna Facebook message his wife. I, I, I literally I, I just texted him. Until, <laughs> well, the way, the way I texted him is because I have uh, yeah the iPad. Yeah, the texting with a keyboard is uh, next level ridiculous. Uh, oh man, I just sent the wrong person. Can you tell Josh to shut the fuck up? <laughs> Who did you send it to? <laughs> Someone that he doesn't know, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you should, you know, you should uh, do, sorry. Send it to Wallers. Send it to Wallers. Tell Josh to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I haven't talked to this girl in years. And I just says, can you tell Josh to shut the fuck up in all caps? Yo, <laughs> you need to screenshot that and put that on Twitter immediately. All that right. Is great. Uh, 
Yeah, I will. That, that's fucking funny. But um, no, I say, so when you think about like, yes, we give Mike Tyson a pass because he has redeemed himself. But some of those things are very, very hard. Dude, it's, domestic, like, it's like domestic it's like violence. Waste. You got to remember, Mike Tyson went to prison for rape. Guilty or not guilty, whether you think he did it or didn't do it, he did go to prison for rape. Yeah, that that's just not good. Do you think he waits for you to talk so he could yell louder? Do you think that's what he's doing? He's okay. I've known Josh for 20 some odd years now. He hasn't done that at this point in our life. I don't know why he thinks he could start now. Yeah, I don't get it either. But uh, but back to your point, um, uh, John does need to be stripped. And I think again, yes. this goes back to my thing is that it annoys me because I, I was a DC hater myself. He carried that division while John was gone. The only saving grace again, that John has is literally what you, what, basically the plan you laid out earlier was that the only real like way he has to come back from this is he gets in front of a camera and he goes, I have a problem. I need help. How can I, you know what I mean? Cause the only the time he did something even close to this was when he, uh, it was the second test. Uh, he tested positive in that. There was that notorious video of DC finding out and freaking out. They like, like, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. fight this guy. The only time John redeemed himself was when he sat in front of the camera and said, you know, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Like he apologized to DC half-heartedly, whatever. But that's the only time I've seen John really like upset and realizing that his and, actions is affecting his work and his money and everything. You know? And nothing, but just nothing seems genuine with him. I'll t- um, Josh's wife replies. She says, I did tell him to shut the fuck up. Who takes a phone call during a recording session? You should kick him off i don't know if i well he's the one recording everything <laughs> yeah so we can't he's got our, he's got our fucking balls and advice right now it's bullshit i said he's a piece of shit don't give him any sex <laughs> um uh so one thing that is cool that is happening and i'm really excited that they're doing it is that espn moved up the release date for the chicago bulls michael jordan 30 for 30 the 10 parter they really need to do that because you know, they already I, I did. saw it's official April 9th, April 18th, I believe is the date. Yo. Okay. So that is great news for me because so my moving date is April 15th in my new spot. And that's the first fucking thing I'm binging in my new apartment. I'm binging all 10 fucking episodes. Hell that's yeah, I'm dude. Doing. I'm fucking yes. amped for that. By the way, I tweeted out the picture of, um, the, the screenshot of the I messaged the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I need to retweet this right now. Did you do it from the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah there it is. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Not for you. Also, all caps. You, yell. you should. You should just do it back. Sorry. What's well, actually I funny? Didn't... I did. I did, oh I did kind of talk to this girl the other day. Remember that horrible picture I sent of Richie the other day from elementary school? Yeah. She's the one that posted the, the picture of their class photo from like fourth grade, and I saw Fat Richie, and I was like, I got to screenshot this. Screenshot it, send it to everyone. Yeah, I wanted all of you guys to text him and send that to him and see how mad he got. He got mad that I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> is is Josh back yet, or is he getting yelled at still? I feel like he could be back, but he's definitely or maybe not he realized yet. that we were he was recording everything. We heard his whole phone conversation. I think he did we, that on purpose. We should we should convince him that he we heard some of his business details, and he has to go back and like edit it out. Yeah, well, you've given my business details out. No fucking problem. Didn't go when? 
What do you mean when? When we're doing the tattoo thing, which I still have to do, and I'm really excited. Uh, well, we can't right now because all tattoo shops are fucking closed. I know. I'm so mad about it, dude. I was so fucking amped. I had so many plans of getting my fucking arm started, like really get done, and then get the year tattoo. <laughs> here, goes Josh, here, here goes Josh you again. fucking dickhead, dude. This is literally the worst. Why is Jeff Probst trending on Twitter? Why? <laughs> Why? Find out. Click trending. Jeff, Jeff yeah, so trending. The top is... Uh, uh, Adam, oh, the dude from Fountains of Wayne that died. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Survivor. It, it's it's sad that he's, you know, that he died, especially because we just did that thing you do. I know. That fucking stinks, man. Uh, Survivor. That's why Jeff Probst is trending, because I guess Survivor airs tonight. So you go on BetDSI.com and bet on the bet on winner. Dude, so uh, I, it's so funny challenge. in our Instagram chat, the, the horrendous memes I send every hour. It's, some of them are some of them are so vile. I dude, I I've had to mute, I've had to mute the chat again because of you. I, so, well, like, it's it's it me and Bob bad. mostly. It's mostly me and Bob. Yeah, but like so like Bob will wake up from his from his two o'clock nap and then go fucking nuts for a half hour. Then I look a hundred plus notifications on my fucking on my screensaver. Like thanks, dude. Like I'm yeah. not trying to put in a boiler or nothing. Thanks, dude. Some some of the fucking memes because I just like all I'm doing is finding shit posts all the time, and like I've turned our Facebook page into mostly memes and it's gotten us like a shit ton of followers because of it people just like yeah, really offen- really offensive gross things i yo, yo the meme you sent of uh trump and kim jong-un <laughs> showing my boys a big poo i took <laughs> what do you call dude i didn't laugh at the picture i laughed at because he called the shit poop yeah well calling poop, calling, poop, calling shit poop is always funny but he didn't call it the poo p-o-o hilarious poop. i don't know why dude i fucking died there's that been a dude so funny. There is a video I posted in the Facebook today that was someone made a video. It's like a, a parody song of um from the Beauty and the Beast cartoon. And it's all like coronavirus related about social distancing. It's very clever, it's very funny. So I, I shared it to Facebook. I uploaded it to our Facebook rather. And it literally, I gotta tell you how many fucking people are sharing this and liking it. It doesn't make any sense. Like people that don't follow us, but we got followers because of it. It's got it's reached 20,000 people. It's got 197 shares in less than eight hours. And it's like people just love dumb shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, especially right now when there's when there's a high there's a high, big audience for content at the moment. So yeah. I think like, I like people are going nuts. I like this meme of the girl in camo and cowboy boots in front of her truck. And it says, mama tried to raise a lady, but daddy won. He raised a lady who doesn't wipe after taking a shit. <laughs> Hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, that is always funny. fucking stupid. <laughs> Poop is always funny. Dude, that's I like why the one like that says, <laughs> the guy okay. with the pregnancy test. And it says, oh, yeah. wife, wife holding a pregnancy test. Honey, I have good news. Me. Oh, lit. LMAO takes a long drag. Drag. Babe, this jewel tastes like piss. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the one of of of, ben, of the the two main characters from SVU, uh, Stabler and Olivia Benson, and it's like them like they look drunk, and it says when someone tells you they don't consider sexually based offenses to be especially heinous. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is what we're reduced to. We're reading memes on yeah, because I have like one more. I have I have like one more subject to talk about with Josh because I don't think it, I mean it pertains to you somewhat, but it'll pertain to him more. And he's got to make a business phone call that we heard the entire thing of. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. So, you know, I, just find, I, I I just found the I just found a picture of Josh where he looks like common, a white common. I'm gonna see. Well, I think what we're gonna do in this time. I'm going to find old pictures of Josh and put, tweet them to our account while this is going on. And I suggest you do the same. Uh, yeah. You know what? That's a pretty, that's not yeah. a bad idea. Um, so while we're doing that, I'll ask you, um, so how bored have you been getting on the weekends? I know you've been on call a few times. So not this week, this past weekend, I, I was working pretty much all weekend, which sucked, but, okay. uh, it was, I, I did, you know, I was out past curfew who, and, uh, but it, I do notice that like at a certain time at night, people are still on the roads past eight o'clock, obviously, but not a lot, um, which is kind of creepy. But the other thing that's, uh, crazy is that people are just not obeying traffic at no. all. Like, like I've seen people just straight up run red lights, just, you know, uh, rolling stop through stop signs, which is normal, but like at like 30 miles an hour, no yield, no one gives a fuck right now dude it is wild no but i'm nothing nothing. you have you haven't been getting too bored though uh no thankfully not like i said this past weekend i was um i was working and i usually work every saturday anyway give my father a break but uh, is he still on the fuck i just i'm saving four josh pictures right now Um, well i I already i already tweeted i already tweeted one it said this is josh this is Josh. Like this is the end. Like this is yeah. this is this is ass. <laughs> this is ass. It just takes someone to download from my iPad, man. This fucking sucks. This is shit, but I would, uh, dude. The, I, I'm literally about to tweet a picture of uh, the funniest picture, the second funniest picture of Colucci I've ever seen. Okay, and it's keep... it, it's from your uh, it's from his bachelor party. Okay, I have four Josh pictures ready to go. I'm going. Um, guys, if you want to see good pictures of Josh since he's making us listen to his business call, um, we're, we're going, go to you watch, I listen, Twitter, um, and, uh, you'll find good pictures of Josh, the engineer from when he was like 10 years younger and a hundred pounds later. <laughs> Is that accurate? I think, well, uh, Hey, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you, you, we heard your whole fucking conversation. Oh, yeah, I just got into a shouting match with my boss. He wanted to uh, engage in some price gouging. Oh, that's nice. You, uh, when you listen, you should listen back to that audio, if I was you, the one where you, the, all the, like, the whole 45 minutes you weren't on. <laughs> How much did you actually hear? Oh, of most it. of it. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Like, a good, a good amount. Like, at times it was, like, just subtle. And other times it was, oh, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll try to I'll try to mute it as best as I can. No, like, and honestly, no, we really couldn't hear like specific details, but it was enough where if like we actually like sat back and tried to listen, we would have heard all of it. Yeah, and and our, at least at least we're getting like good use out of Twitter right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you, you could take you could you take, a look. take a look. <laughs> when you get a chance, stupid. This is what happens, Josh. Oh, I, I have, I have one. I'm not putting on Twitter. I'm just sending it to you guys. I think you should put it on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm not putting that on Twitter. 
This is stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? <laughs> so okay, so, so this, this is great audio, guys. So for the listeners Wait, at home, basically what what we've turned the podcast into is finding really really shitty pictures of each other and just posting them on Twitter live. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, wait, hold on. I need to see what this picture is. Now. Oh, here's a really good one of me uh, attempting to one. crop my ex girlfriend out of a picture of me with the Tom Brady hair. I think that's the caption on it. Which was that? Jess, that girlfriend? No, that was Paige. Oh, Paige. Okay, gotcha. Um, so Josh, you missed over us talking a bunch of stuff. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about before we finished up is uh, obviously the weekends we're all stuck inside. Um, do you guys plan on watching WrestleMania this weekend? Yeah, probably. With nothing else going on, I mean, like, I'll leave it on. I, I'll, I'll probably take some interest in the Undertaker-AJ Styles match. But outside of that, it's going to take a lot to really pique my interest. Uh, didn't even know it was on this weekend. So yeah, now dude, I have something to do. Two, well, it's both Saturday and Sunday. They split it up into two days. And it's, from what I understand, they've already recorded most of WrestleMania, which might actually make it better. So I need to uh, – so how do I get this? So I have to do WWE Network shit again? From what I understand, let me double check on this. Um, I think uh, on the Fox Sports app, they're going to be showing WrestleMania. Because um, it's Fox, you're right. I don't, I don't know. Year. I don't double check into it. But I, if you look, and if, if that is not the case, um, look into your email because WWE always sends out like, try WWE Network again for a month free. Like sign up again and get a month free. So, I mean, at the minimum, it's 10 bucks. You watch WrestleMania. Um, it's going to be something unique at the bare minimum, and it could be a beautiful fucking disaster. Yeah, that's kind of the whole reason I even want to partake. Is well, yeah, what know. else do you do? Keep it on your iPad while you're playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, like, what else? Well, I mean, I'm, I should be, like, I could be watching AEW Dynamite tonight. I'm just not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's something to watch when you got nothing going on. But outside of that, there's nothing I'm really – and from what I understand, because Florida put a, a stay-at-home order in uh, as of today for the next 30 days, and that will affect the performance center going forward. Um, yeah. So I, I know they've already filmed most of WrestleMania, but there will be no Raw after WrestleMania as of right now, which is fucking weird. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how they're going to do this. But uh, AEW just announced their title match uh, it is Jack Hager versus John Moxley at an empty arena, no holds barred match for the title. It's, the, dude, re- wrestling, just, wrestling can only be so good with no crowd because the best wrestlers are great because they use the crowd so well. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I, I've just watched bits and pieces of like AEW the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, obviously Matt Hardy and Brody Lee. Uh, yeah. de- debuting last week kind of caught my attention, but uh, sure, I, I I don't I don't hate the product. I, I it's it's terrible to say, but like a, we've yet if a, I hope AEW gets better because it has such great potential. It really does. Uh, WWE sure. is just a kid's show now. It is what it is. I don't, and I'm not going to be the guy that hey hey Kev, either, Kevin you know Owen I mean? Kevin Owens called Seth Rollins a dipshit on Raw, which is like a fucking leap these days. He called him a dipshit. Yeah, he actually said dipshit on Raw. Yo, and he's such he's such an asshole, dude. That's so I, good. I, I'm I'm really hoping that they just surprise us and it's a very entertaining show. I have really liked the build between AJ Styles and Undertaker from what I've seen. It's been really cool, especially because it's a little more bleeding into like a real 
ism kind of territory. He's yeah. using, he's calling him Mark Calloway. He's talking about his wife. It, it's it's interesting to see that they're going to get creative with it. So I, I is he uh, is AJ Styles mentioning Sarah and DDP at all or not? No, but actually, uh, one part you got to find Undertaker's promo because it was actually really good on Monday. He talked about how AJ Styles doesn't do the Styles Clash as well as Michelle McCool did it when it was her finisher. I was like, that's a cheap shot. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I appreciate you. The second I say I don't like WWE all that much, you just come back at me right with the one guy, the one wrestler that would suck me back in is Kevin Owens. You, you fucking knew that, and that's the Dude, first thing you said. It's here's the thing. We almost, even if we're not keeping up with wrestling, I have not missed a WrestleMania in my life. When I wasn't watching, like at all, I always was always at Josh's for WrestleMania. Was I not, Josh? You were. All right, here's a good headline before we finish up. Engineer derails train while trying to crash into the USNS Mercy. So he crashed trying to crash. Yes. He derailed a train trying to crash it into uh, a tr- um, the, the Navy ship off of New York City. So he tried to crash it onto a ship? What is this? Fucking yeah. Speed? I get no, it's that movie, uh, what was it, Nonstop <laughs> with uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> I, spo- spoiler alert, they stopped it. It's taken, it's taken on a plane. Like get the yeah, fuck out of here. Take it on man. a plane. But all right, let's wrap this up, guys. Um, this was episode 95 of You Watch I Listen. Uh third straight week quarantine, quarantine for the foreseeable future. Um, I've actually been having fun with this. It's been interesting. I like it a lot, actually. Uh, I, I think it's a good alternative that we found. Definitely, unlike you know, in case like yeah, well, I, I ever have to work late, you know, we can yeah, always and do a show. I think we'll, I think as there's less and less like media events, and we don't want to talk about as depressing stuff. We got to start coming up with like weird things, like top five TV characters of all time, top five most hated characters of all time, dumb shit like that. Just cut, like how we just did that whole thing about keep yeah. three of these fast. Food places. So, so guys, okay, you I, 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 I have one either if you want to do it now or if you no, want to do it sit for on next it. week. Sit, sit on it. Sit on I it have, for next week. I, I have a really good one for next week. Okay. Sit on it for next week. Um, but thank you, Bet DSI. Thank you, Lobo Sound. Hashtag Shots for Legs podcast, who I forgot to plug before. Um, they're cunts. Drink with them. Um, I, or vice versa, whatever. Um, <laughs> Drink with them. Don't be cunts. Yeah. Um, Josh, don't forget to upload the banner to Google Drive. Okay. Okay, yeah, just did this time. <laughs> so it's there. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>